Welcome to the official first episode of season three of the Jam Base podcast. I'm Andy Kahn, and we're excited to welcome back Vince Herman of Leftover Salmon for his second appearance on the Jam Base podcast. We'll hear from Vince in just a moment, but first, let's hear about the sponsor of this episode. This episode is sponsored by Section 119. Section 119 is a clothing and apparel company that specializes in licensed merchandise for the Grateful Dead, Fish, and other bands. Products include shirts, hoodies, shorts, and accessories featuring distinctive logos and artwork. Made by fans for fans, shop officially licensed Grateful Dead and Fishman donut apparel, including button-downs, board shorts, ties, bow ties, pocket squares, ponchos, suits, and other gear. Section 119 offers officially licensed merchandise for fans of Pink Floyd, The Beatles, Jerry Garcia, and David Bowie as well. Section 119 is also the sponsor of Jambase's coverage of Dead & Company's final tour. Stay up to date on what's played at each show of the final tour via the Jambase, Dead & Company, The Skinny Hub, where you'll find links to recaps, setlist breakdowns, statistical analysis, live videos, and much more. Visit Section 119 at section119.com. That's S-E-C-T-I-O-N-119.com. And sign up to receive 10% off your first purchase. As we mentioned on last week's preview episode, music festivals will be a big part of Season 3 of the Jambase podcast. So it seems fitting to have the festival maestro himself, Vince Herman, back on the podcast to kick off the new season. Vince, who previously appeared on episode 21 of the podcast way back in 2018, recently chatted with Jambase's Nate Todd, who I have joining me now. What's up, Nate? Hey, Andy. Stoked to uh, get into the podcast today. Yes, sir. All right. So you talked to Vince about Leftover Salmon's new album, Grassroots, which is out now and features a bunch of cool covers. How'd the band come up with the songs that they chose to cover on the new record? So the songs uh, basically came from artists who influenced uh, Leftover uh, even before they officially became a band um, over 30 years ago. Um, And those include uh, Bob Dylan, The Grateful Dead, uh, The Seldon Scene, and more. Yeah, and they they also covered a song written by recent Jambase podcast guest David Bromberg, right? They did. Salmon recorded a, a cool version of Bromberg's classic, The New Lee Highway Blues. That's awesome, man. I, I love that song and, and Bromberg and Leftovers version with Daryl Anger absolutely smokes. Some of the other songs on Grassroots were played all the way back when the Salmon Heads and the Left Hand String Band first jammed together in a campground at the Telluride Bluegrass Festival. That's right. And it's been, like I said, it's been over 30 years now uh, since those two bands merged into Leftover Salmon. And Leftover will be back at the 50th annual Telluride Bluegrass Festival, which gets underway today in the scenic Rocky Mountains. Yep, Leftovers Telluride Bluegrass Festival roots run deep. They sure do. And Vince and the band have carried that festival spirit with them pretty much wherever they go. Uh, I mean, I practically hear Vince shouting, Festival! at the mere mention of Leftover Salmon. (laughs) Yeah, me too. Uh, Living in Colorado, I've heard the, the classic Vince exclamation quite a few times live over the years as well. And uh, after talking to him about some of the band's experiences at Telluride and other festivals, it's clear performing at those types of events is really important to Vince and the band. Yeah, and you know, many of Leftover Salmon's memorable collaborations have taken place during festival sets. The Jamgrass veterans have shared the stage with countless other musicians over their three decades of playing festivals. And it seems like they carried that spirit of collaboration with them on the new Grassroots album. Definitely. Vince and his bandmates were joined on the record by Billy Strings, Oliver Wood, and as you mentioned before, Daryl Anger. Uh, It was interesting to hear uh, from Vince about their involvement in the new album. And let's make sure to mention the other members of Leftover Salmon who contributed to Grassroots. Uh, Vince's fellow founding member, Drew Emmett, plays mandolin, fiddle, and electric guitar. Andy Thorne's on banjo. 
Alan Robinson's on drums. Uh, Greg Garrison plays bass and also produced the album. And uh, finally, newest member Jay Starling plays lap steel, dobro, and keys. And uh, Vince had some great things to say about Jay's work on the record. Very cool. Very, very cool. Yeah. I love the new album and think the guests really enhance their tracks perfectly. So be sure to check out the new Leftover Salmon album, Grassroots, wherever you find good music. And now let's hear Nate's interview with Leftover Salmon guitarist Vince Herman, which we'll lead into with a bit of the Grassroots recording of Blue Railroad Train featuring Billy Strings. talk about grassroots man um uh you guys sort of pulled the songs from um you know songs that sort of the leftover salmon mother bands uh the salmon heads and the left hand string band uh played when you guys were uh, at the telluride bluegrass festival campground could you could you sort of paint a picture of of some of those jams and 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 put us in that campground yeah it was uh i first went to telluride in 1986 and uh there's a you know the festival grounds has a campground right next door to it town park thing as the festival grew uh people were staying in places other than town park but when it first started that was kind of that was it and uh you know my whole picking community from boulder and and folks from around the country would would show up and and have a really good time in the campgrounds (laughs) And uh, that's where we first met Mark Van in 1989 that kind of brought the Salmon Heads and Left Hand together into, into a band kind of for the first time, uh, one of the nights there in Telluride. Um, although we didn't officially do a gig until uh, New Year's Eve of 1990, um, Telluride was the place that it kind of started. And that's just a campground full of players. and. Uh, uh, we heard this banjo player from across the way and went and checked him out. He was with uh, the guys from McGraw Gap, Danny Nicely and Larry Keel and John Flower, Will Lee. We uh, forged a great friendship there and actually talked Mark Van into, into moving to Colorado after having that much fun in the campground. Wow, that's amazing. That's amazing. Um, what? So like what year, what year would have that, that been? About been 1989. Okay. Okay. Cool. Um. So, uh, like, are 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 the arrangements that you guys have on Grassroots are are they largely the same as sort of uh, as the way you guys kind of played them back then? Uh, you know, some of the songs we played back then, it, uh, uh, it's not necessarily songs that we played then, but influences like Bob Dylan, you know, The Grateful Dead. 
David Bromberg was was huge, uh, you know, in our world, the Seldom Scene. Uh, the Seldom Scene were, were at my first Telluride in 1986. Um, you know, so really we're just kind of uh, showing our roots. Our roots are showing, I guess, on the record. Uh, not that we dye our hair, but you know, our <laughs> roots are showing. Um, you know, so, uh, yeah, you know, we might have picked some of those songs in the campground, but it's more a reference to uh, the folks that really inspired us. Awesome. That's amazing. Um, so I wanted to sort of um, talk about some of the like the specific songs on Grassroots um, and some of the songs you sing lead on. Um, one of those was uh, Bob Dylan's Simple Twist of Fate. Um, you know, as you mentioned, this is these are sort of uh, musicians that inspired you. Um, what, what was your sort of personal connection with that song? Oh man, I've, I've just always, always loved it. And, uh, and I've played it for quite a long time. Um, you know, it's, it's a, it's a great story tune. It's, uh, I think it lends itself really well to bluegrass. Uh, Jay Starling on Dobro on it really gives it a, a sweet, sweet thing. And he plays piano on it, you know? So, uh, you know, it's a great chance to celebrate Jay, you know, uh, also along with the song that he sings, California Cottonfields, which is a, uh, a seldom seen tune. Well, it's a Dallas Frazier tune, but uh, the seldom seen did it really, really owned that song in my book. And so, yeah, it's about these circles of things that influenced us, you know, or in Jay's case, songs our father sang, you know, uh, his, his father sang. You know, so um, yeah, it's just kind of throwing throwing respect toward those those things that got us here. Yeah, um, I I really love y'all's arrangement of it. Um, you know, a little bit grassy. Um, and Jay's Jay's parts were great on that. Um, I'm a keyboard player myself, and I mean, just he just had some really nice like piano touches. And I did he I did, he had a dobro to that as well too. Um, I believe. And yeah, yeah, just, just really, just really, it's a great, great addition with you guys. He plays really well with you guys and sounded great. I, I really dug his parts on that and, and the song overall. Here's the ticking of the clocks. Walks along with a pair of the talks. Hunts it down by the waterfront docks where the sailors all come in. Maybe she'll pick him out again. But how long must he wait one more time for a simple twist of fate? You know, it was funny as I was listening to it, uh, listening to Grassroots and listening to the album. Um, it's sort of, and, and that song in particular, Simple Twist of Fate, which I love as well. Um, it, it sort of occurred to me that in many ways, sort of like the way Leftover Salmon came together was was a simple twist of fate. Um, what Do you agree with that? Absolutely. I, I moved to Colorado in 1985 from Morgantown, West Virginia. And uh, first thing we did, we parked our car in front of the club in Boulder and said Bluegrass Tonight. And it was Drew playing with the left-hand string band. I mean, literally the very first thing we did when we got to Colorado. That's amazing. That is amazing. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, I, I, I don't know whether that went into the song selection, but I mean, it's definitely a great one um, to put on there. Um, I'm, and I'm glad that you guys included it. Uh, 
you know, you mentioned David Bromberg. Um, another one that I really love that you sing on is a uh, new Lee highway blues. Um, it's just, it's just such a great sort of universal road song. And I mean, of course, un- inspired by an older, older song, an older tune. Um, but I, I, I feel like it, it's, it especially resonates with touring musicians. Um, is, do do you agree with that? I've eaten my share of carbonated crap, you know? Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> For sure. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's definitely about, about traveling around and, uh, doing that thing that we do. And, uh, as my back can tell you, <laughs> we've been doing it a long time. Right. Right. You know, and so I, I also had to ask about this, um, you know, David Bromberg, who we actually just had on the podcast, um, he recently announced his retirement from touring. And uh, do you, do you ever see yourself giving up uh, the, the road life? Not really. You know, um, you know, I, I, I put my 30 years in with the company, but my pension is not there. <laughs> I don't know what happened. I, I forgot to get a retirement fund. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. It looks like the road for me. <laughs> yeah, so you guys are just getting right on. You're gonna keep on it. Um, and then I, I, I also, uh, I read a, I read a great quote from you. Um, uh, just on on grassroots, uh, you said, um, when you think of an album title as good as that, that hasn't been used in our genre, you pretty much have to make the record. Um, I, I guess that begs the question: like, uh, how did the out of album? How did you guys come across that album title? Who thought of it? How did it come about? Uh, I think it might've been Greg Garrison, uh, that, that, that came up with that. Um, tell you the truth. I can't remember. (laughs) (laughs) Man, that might be for the best, right? You know, it's, 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 yeah, yeah, I feel you, man. Um, my CRS is rather advanced. (laughs) Um, okay. Well, uh, we're, um, where did you guys cut the record? At Compass Studios here in Nashville. Okay. I've got a, a great studio there that was uh used to be Hillbilly Central when Wayland and and crew were kind of doing the outlaw country thing there. That that was their studio. Compass took it over, you know, a few years back. And it's nice to have an in-house thing with our record company to to do that kind of stuff. Yeah. Most definitely. Uh great, great sound on the record. Sort of you could almost like feel the energy sort of cracking, um, crackling sort of the, and especially the wood instruments. Um, there's a, there's a life and a presence there that I think, um, you know, uh, might've been captured in the room or, or with certain mics, but, um, really great sound. Yeah. You know, compass knows how to do it, um, really well. And, uh, you know, Greg, Greg Garrison produced the record and, uh, you know, it was, it was, great engineering and and all all that you need for a record and uh and uh you know we kind of came up with the tunes over a couple months before we're doing it and uh uh except the song with oliver wood and uh and nashville skyline rag we uh um we just kind of thought of those spontaneously in the studio uh, okay um, but uh yeah it was it was it was an easy record to make and that, you know, we're kind of just songs we all knew and, and, uh, uh, you know, just played them like a bluegrass band would, you know? Right. So you guys, 
you guys cut it live pretty much all in my, all in, like in the room together. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Yeah. I think, you know, that you guys cohesion comes across. There's also just like a, a life, a presence that, that, um, I really enjoyed. Um, we, oh, we kind of talked about making the, re- um, you know, to continue to talk about making the record. Um, you, you guys have some great guests on this album. Uh, you have Daryl Anger, all like you mentioned, Oliver Wood, um, Billy Strings. Um, you you sort of talked about uh, bringing Oliver in and how spontaneous that was. Did you guys sort of have an idea about um, Daryl and Billy on on which songs you wanted to play, or, or was that sort of organic as well? Well, you know, Daryl, we we found out he was available. Uh, I think maybe the day before going into the studio. And uh, we just thought that would be, that would be great. We played with Daryl a lot over the years. And of course he's uh, in- instrumental, pardon the pun, in, uh, in new acoustic music and the directions that Bluegrass has taken. You know, he was in the David Grisman quartet or quintet. And, uh, you know, he, he's been on the frontier uh, for a long time. So it was great to have him with us. You know that damn road seemed like it went forever Exhaust fume made eyes turn red and swell With the clothes stuck to the seat and to our bodies It was a stinking summer trip through southern hell Eating carbonated crap Churning up inside Gas-soaked service station jobs and meat rice another neighbor here in nashville uh, just love his singing and playing and that that slide stuff he does on there is just just great and uh yeah just good cat and uh someone we we wanted to do something with for a while had the chance we took very it. cool very cool very cool and i know you've um, you know, uh, you hanging, hang out with Billy strings. Uh, there was a song about it that came out. Um, is, is that, did you, uh, you know, um, what's, what's your, what you guys is sort of, you guys are hanging out with Billy quite a bit and, and jamming and stuff. Yeah. We've known him since he first came onto the scene, probably 10 years ago, uh, with Don Julian and, and, you know, picked with him a bunch back then. And, and I've had the chance to pick with him occasionally now, you know? I just love what he's doing for the music and and uh, the culture and his playing is just unparalleled, man. It's such a thrill to have to have him on the record and uh, and uh, call him a good friend. I just saw him at Red Rocks as a, as a spiritual, nice. it was almost a spiritual experience. Um, and I totally agree with everything you just said. Um, yeah. I mean, so 
you know, you guys, leftover salmon, um, you know, you guys are kind of pioneers of, of what is sort of now called jam grass. Um, you, you guys always self-described your sound as polyethnic Cajun slam grass, I believe, which is a much, much better name. <laughs> um, but, you know, I was curious as just uh, your thoughts on jam grass um, as sort of, you know, um, more artists emerge and, and it, it becomes a, it's becoming a, a, a genre and, and how sort of leftover salmon's legacy ties into it. Well, um, you know, I, I, of course, I, I hesitate to say we started anything um, because it's it's a long line, you know, like Bromberg and, you know, the Nitty Green Dirt Band and, and those kind of bands are all definitely have stepped in the territory we're, we're walking into. But maybe it's just another generation of, of that. Um, although I don't quite know what generation. No, <laughs> <Honestly>. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, it's it's uh, it, it's 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 fun fun stuff to do this this bluegrass music and uh, um, we've been lucky enough to play it in, in rock and roll settings that maybe it, it wasn't in so much uh, back in the day. But you know, we started in in Colorado and and. Uh, uh, the ski areas and all that where, where we played most of the time. Um, and those places were, were ready for bluegrass to get, get more hopped up and, and turn into slam grass. You know, the, we found that the first gig we played that the older, the tune was the more the slam dancing happened. So, so we kind of stuck with the root stuff and, and got it kind of aggressive up and, and, uh, basically to make ski bums lose their shit on the dance floor, you know? Uh, and it's, it's, uh, it's been a good run for 33 years of doing that. Right. Um, and did you like when you guys, I, I feel like, you know, adding a drummer is sort of, you know, and you and you playing more rock stuff and and adding that to the to the already bluegrass beat and like you said you know a lot of bluegrass stuff is is sort of train off the rails type of a thing you know sometimes and and that I, I really love that that sort of um you know cause this the the slam dancing and stuff like that you know it's a total communication between you and audience which I think is a beautiful thing and 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 you guys were kind of creating it together you know. Absolutely, but Colorado was ready for it in 1990. Yeah, for sure, and, uh, for sure. Oh. Um, so, uh, we, you know, we're we're talking here for the Jam Base Podcast. Um, the main, well, one of the main themes of season three, um, of the Jam Base Podcast is festivals. Um, so I wanted to ask you, do you have a do you have a favorite festival or festival experience? Oh man, I've got a lot of favorite festivals. Clifftop in West Virginia is a great old time music festival that has all kind of music played at it, but mostly musicians at the festival. There's not, you know, 2,500 people there, 2,000 are picking and 500 are cooking. <laughs> <You know? laughs> it's, it's, that's, that's a great scene, but, but tell your ride where we started and, and uh, continue to play is probably our festival home. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's really an honor to be part of 
part of that scene, I started doing backstage security and uh, eventually found my way up to the stage and was pretty, pretty honored by that. Um, I can tell you right as a history of the best and kind of new, new acoustic music going for 50 years now and be a part of it is a huge honor. Um, we've thrown a couple festivals. We've, we've had a great time at, you know, from Rome to Lesterville to um, Planet Bluegrass. We did a thing, you know, those are all fun. I just love festivals because it brings out the best in people. And, you know, I just believe you put people in a good environment, you know, people turn into good people, you know, and uh, that's uh, that for sure is, is uh, why I love festivals. the end of this episode of the jam based podcast thanks to vince herman for coming back to chat with us again be sure to check out leftover salmon's new album grassroots which is out now and go see leftover on tour this summer at a show or festival happening near you thanks to our sponsors section 119 thanks to jake alexander for production assistance and thanks to all of you out there for listening we've got a lot more in store for season three and we'll be back next week with another episode so in the meantime stay safe out there and go see live music